Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Wednesday, October 12th, and I am back on live on YouTube. Um, and I'm recording the podcast all at once so you guys can hear. Uh, if you're listening in the car, um, I started probably nine minutes ago. I think nine or ten minutes ago on YouTube Live. I've got a, a few people watching um, in there, and I've got the chat up on my iPad. So if you guys on YouTube Live are watching, um, ask me any question, ask me anything that you need to know, uh, and I'll, I'll certainly do my best to answer it while we're live on the podcast. And if you're um, listening to the podcast in your car or afterwards or anything like that, again, join me on YouTube Live when I'm at home in Atlanta. I can record on YouTube Live um, and do the podcast live at once. And I usually jump on between 8 and 9. Today it's a little bit later because um, we were waiting for the, waiting for the um, producer's price index and it came in eh, eh. Santelli was fighting on, on, with Leesman on the air, and Stephanie couldn't get any word in. Uh, it was good drama. Wasn't very, um, hey, uh, stocks are going to fly. Futures are still in positive territory, but most likely that is simply um, just because we're in an oversold market. And if you want to see what I mean about an oversold market, uh, look at SPY. I'll pull up SPY here on my uh, algorithm here in TrendSpider. Um, that RSI is down at 35. See the MACD crossing down? I don't expect anything today to take off. Uh, tomorrow we get the Fed minutes. Um, or is it today? No, it's, I'm sorry, it's today. Today at 2.30 we get the Fed minutes. The Fed minutes might lead us into some type of hype rally. Who knows? But simply what you're seeing is oversold stocks are, are getting a, a little bit of, of a bounce and futures are, mm, they're kind of flat. They were up. They're flat. Um, you know, they're, they're, there's some things out there that are positive. There's some things out there that are negative. But um, <clears throat> I want to go over one big opportunity that I, I've been talking about. And they do have earnings coming up. Um, so Netflix is one that I wanted to look at here because their earnings are coming up on October 18th. That's next week. And you're seeing a little button hook right here. It's you on the four hour chart. It's using the 200 day as support. It's been clear. This one's just using it as support here between 210 and probably 230. Um, that's kind of been capitulating. It's been, you know, it, it probably put in the bottom here because the spy You've seen September, this one's just been kind of hovering around here. Now on their earnings, there's going to be no focus on the actual subscriber numbers, none. It's going to be all about that ad-based tier, how far they are forward on that ad-based tier, and what they can do on with that ad-based tier. Um, that's 100%. I, I've been talking about this gap here between 250 and 350. That will be a key because 
we could go from 214 to start to fill that gap at 250. Any type of positive news. Now, you've heard from Jamie Dimon at JP Morgan. JP Morgan's earnings are coming up. Uh, I think they're after the bell today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it is October 13th, so it's tomorrow. Uh, I think it's pre. Let me just check. Um, it is pre-market tomorrow. You're going to hear probably more of the 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 degrading of the economy. Um, you know that that we probably have a long recession ahead of us. Blah blah blah. Um, you're going to hear a lot of that type of stuff from Jamie Morgan, um, Jamie Dimon. I'm sorry, from J.P. Morgan. Uh, this stock is oversold at 31. I think anything under 100 on this one, you pull the trigger. Uh, let's look at J.P. Morgan. Uh, their book value is 85. So 85 is their book value. Uh, I would think that it would get down towards that at some point in time. This one, you have a 4% dividend yield, 3.92. Um, it is down 35% year to date. It is 41% below its 52-week high. It is only 0.11% above its 52-week low. So it's bouncing off that 52-week low. Uh, again, 85 is the book value. Its PE is 8. Uh, to, to just put it in perspective, Bank of America's PE is 9. They've got a 3% dividend. Um, that one is 40% off its 52-week high. It's 0.68 percent above its 52-week low. Uh, I noticed that Bank of America is trading around 30. Neither one of these, by the way, have a MACD cross-up, um, so I'm not recommending them here. I'm just kind of putting pivot points where you could think about starting a position. And, and remember, when you start a position, uh, you don't want to go all in. Say you want 100 shares of, the, of Bank of America, so you want to invest $3,000 in there. Um, you basically buy 20 shares, 15 shares. These days, nobody should be paying for trading. So I, I, I do think that you have an opportunity here with rising interest rates. I think banks will probably get a, a, a boost at some point. Bank of America in particular, uh, your average win is 8.42% down here on the right. Uh, you win 44% of the time, 25 positions total within 1,000 charts. Your performance of the algorithm is 36% versus just buying and holding, you make 26%. So I, I, my guess is that 30 is your pivot point. I think either one of these banks, if you don't want to pick a bank, just buy XLF. Um, we can look at XLF uh, right now here uh, just to see. You can see it, it got you out right here uh, yesterday. And XLF is just oversold. I wouldn't expect it to bounce up at any point in time today. I don't think there's a catalyst for any of these uh, uh, financials. And if we go into FinViz and look, XLF is only 0.8% above its 52-week low. These have been beaten down unbelievably. So financials just, you know, when you go into a recession, eh, who knows? There's a gap here between in bank, uh, XLF um, between 30, about 31, 30 and 31, it's trading at 30, 36. I would expect it at some point in time to cover that one when it's on its way back up. But you can see if I expand this MACD right here, you can clearly see that's still on its way down. There's no reason to kind of buy this one right there. None whatsoever. Um, be patient. 
hold hold your horses on that one. Um, but I want, did want to go into kind of Netflix, and that led me into uh, Jamie Dimon. Netflix, I think, is an opportunity. I personally have never owned Netflix. This might be where I get in. Uh, Josh Brown kind of guy, and I think he was around 240 when he got in. Uh, it's at 214 right now. If this one dips under 200, I think you could take that chance and go into it. It just hasn't been pulled down the same way the rest of the market. Now, that's danger because could it be pulled down? Uh, it could at 64% uh, down year to date. 31% above its 52-week high of 162. It is, it's 52-week high. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's 52 per, uh, 31% above its 52-week low. Uh, it's 69% below its 52-week high, which was $700 completely completely crazy you can see the pe is 20 that is more in line with a pretty general growth stock um and, and again that the 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 uh, analysis and and the earnings will not be on uh how great this company's uh subscriber base is growing it's going to be on that ad based here so it's an opportunity in my mind uh we talked about nike um uh, the other day, uh, right after their earnings, how they, they were popping back up. Um, see that buy right there at 90.49, probably going to get you out with a loss. Um, but the MACD, clearly that MACD kind of faked out and it's on the rise again. Um, this one's just oversold. The RSI is currently at 40. Uh, you've got a gap up here that has not been filled. See that little gap? Uh, it's still got a gap between 93 and 94 that needs to be filled. It's trading at 88. Could be a good move. Um, again, any good sign in the market, you're going to see this one go up. Any kind of point towards recession, if the Fed comes out and the minutes are like, oof, the Fed ain't holding up uh, at, at all. They're not slowing the pace. You're going to see this one go down. And by the way, futures have taken a leg down. Um, uh, Disney, below 100. Again, Nike, I think anything below 100, you're golden. I, I think in the long term, that one's going to come back up. You're going to see it, it kind of shoot back up. Uh, Disney, we did have a buy-in like here. I did kind of go over this on October 4th, 98. Got you out with a 4% loss yesterday. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily sell out of this one because I just don't see, I, I, I don't see take this back to the gap here people are holding on to this it, it's setting you know it's 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 it, it's it's volume shelf there let's go to a daily we'll go to a daily and i'll pull this volume shelf back here um towards the highs and you can see that volume shelf here between 93 and 98 that's where the majority of people are now holding and that's all the way back to september of last year um, if we go back even further, and I'm going to pull this all the way back to its 52-week high um, of March 2021. Uh, that's even past um, 52 weeks, I think. But see that that base? Um, if you go to a weekly, let's go to a weekly, and we'll pull that volume shelf back um, even towards, even a little bit further. Uh, we'll go back. We'll go back to... Yeah, it's 52-week high. You can clearly see there's not a lot of pressure down below here. Um, the, 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 
The market will take it down below, but there's not a whole hell of a lot of pressure to go down below. So I, I, while I don't think that you've put in a bottom because look at where it was trading right around, um, you know, COVID, uh, 87, that was when nobody was going to the parks, when, uh, there were no sports on TV, when there were no cruises, when Disney plus had just been talked about, not necessarily launched. I, again, I don't know where the bottom is on this one, but I can't imagine Look at the fundamentals. Disney's PE is still 53, still rather high. Um, but I, I just, you know, you're only 3% above your 52 week low. This one's just been beaten, beaten down. So anything under 100 on that one, I, I think is good. Now, overall market, we can talk about SPY. Let's talk about uh, the SP. I'm going to break out of. Uh, um, the S&P, uh, there we go. Let's do SPX. This is dollar sign SPX to take a look at this. We're looking at the weekly right now. And there is this gap down here about 3,200. When you hear people talk about the 3,200 range for this SPY, um, that's the gap that they're talking about. And it's from uh, COVID. If we go back there, uh, again, you can see on the weekly how it's using this 200-day as support. It kind of broke through there. Um, if we zoom in a little bit, because we don't need to go back pre-COVID, really, you can really see how it's, it, it's, it's broken uh, kind of towards that 200-day. That um, now, it is not um, something that, that I think is going to be normal to break on that 200-day. Uh, like prolonged, you can see every time it's kind of broken and it's come back. So I would expect that one to come back pretty well. Uh, Katie Stockton on CNBC this morning, who has been significantly right on the technical trends of this, says they see a 3,500, which is right here, which you know is a sh they see that as a short-term support, and that's the weekly. So she's seeing right here, you could see a bounce off here like you saw back here in, in June. You could see a bounce up you know, to the 4,000 level, maybe if you have some really great catalysts. Um, she doesn't expect that. But she does say that they see the 3,200, which is that gap down there. Uh, they see that as a technical support level. Uh, whereas if the Fed continues to tighten and continues to be real hawkish with their speak, that's where she sees it going. Now, she does see oil um, continuing its run and continuing to go up. So let's look at some of these oil stocks um, in the algorithm. Uh, Devon Energy is an oil stock. I've told you, hey, there's that button hook. You know, we've got that button hook. Anything above 70, you want to sell. Anything below 60, you want to buy. You've got a gap here uh, between 61 and 62. It's probably going to trade back there. 67 right now, the market, again, look at that red, all that red there. But Devon Energy is trading at 67.87. You can get into this one, I guarantee you, below uh, 70, below 60 at another point. Earnings are coming up November 1st. You can clearly see that RSI. It was over overbought here. You haven't gotten out of it. The MACD will probably cross up, uh, cross down here uh, today, which will indicate a buy. Uh, I'm sorry, a sell, a sell. 
So you're really looking to see the Bollinger Bands, how they, they kind of expanded, and now they're cinching up. Could mean a move higher. Uh, I, I probably am going to look at uh, selling and rebalancing on some strength today. Occidental down at 63. This was at 67 earlier uh, in the session. So it was that PPI that really kind of indicates, hey, we're going into recession and the Fed is going to have a hard landing, not a soft landing. So we could be in. See that button hook? Yep. Under 60. Buy it again. Um, let's look at uh, uh, PXD, which is Pioneer Natural Resources. Love Pioneer Natural Resources. Um, this is a 9% dividend. See the button hook? Yeah. This one's going to cross down. See that MACD crossing down? Uh, and the RSI is at 53. So again, this, this Bo these Bollinger Bands are going to sync up. Um, you've got some, some volume support level here at 226. I would expect that to be where it goes back to. Um, Marathon Oil, MRO. Uh, this is one that, that oil producer. See the Bollinger Band? See the button hook? 22 was the buy-in. You're at 27 right now. You know, get out of it. But again, you can play these these kind of runs. CVX, anything under 160, buy it. Anything over 160, sell it. You can see the buy-in was at 148 here. The button hook just above 160, sell it. Sell it, get out. Your earnings are coming up on October 27th. All of these energy plays have earnings coming up later in October. Uh, and so you've got an opportunity to sell before. Hold on until earnings. The earnings are going to be spectacular. Um, the, it, the, these will trade on any forward guidance. That's essentially where it is. And I do think that you're in a trading range here. So I do think that trading these makes sense. Um, uh, earnings, I'd buy them all day long before earnings. I think you're going to get blow away numbers. Um, remember, anything that's in the market is priced into the market. So you're never going to kind of, you know, hey, I'm going to get a 50% uh, gain on this one because nobody's expecting the earnings. It's all priced in. Uh, commodity play, CLF, which is a favorite. This one has a button hook creating, I think. It's kind of capitulating here. Uh, the buy-in was September 28th at 1374. You're at 1512 right now. Um, the uh, earnings are coming up October 24th. Again, these guys kind of on earnings, they kind of capitulate into earnings kind of down and then they go up. Um, this one, you know, was just a surprise earnings and, you know, we were going into a recession and uh, this one had to come down from 20. I, I say anything under 20, you can buy this one. Uh, once it get, hits 20, absolutely sell this one all day long. Uh, Pepsi earnings, uh, they blew it away and they will be up today uh significant pep uh full disclosure i own pep you can see it here in my brokerage owning it's up two percent uh in today's market it gapped up um uh, on the the algorithm so i would expect it to come back to fill that gap at some point in time they announced that they've raised their uh prices um some by up to 17 percent and where they raised prices by 17 percent they continued to see growth. So they absolutely 100% have pricing power. Um, I do have a note in here, uh, and I wanted to bring it up, go back to Bank of America. I traded Bank of America regularly pre-pandemic. Um, I believe it was, I, I bought it 
um, in 2008 when when Warren Buffett went into uh, went into Bank of America. I bought a shit ton of Bank of America. Uh, I wound up selling it few years later, I think it might have been the majority of it I sold right before the pandemic. I think it was February when we heard that, hey, there was a lot of um, uh, speculation that we were going to go into a pandemic. I just wound up selling my financials because if the financial system was going to collapse again, I didn't want to be in there. Uh, I didn't hold a lot because I had sold through um, a lot of the, the, the term there. But Bank of America, my old price was $25 pre-pandemic. My new price is $30. So anything under $30, uh, I think you could actually buy on Bank of America and be long on. The uh, book value is $29.55. So you're trading at book value on Bank of America. It's one of the largest banks in the, in the country. They took over Countrywide. They, they took over Merrill Lynch. Um, it's, a, it's a great, it's run, you know, great management company. I think it's very good. So I think Bank of America, I did have a note in here. Hey, Bank of America is actually really, really good. Um, TQQQ, uh, I talk about how fast this one moves because it is triple levered. Um, this one had a sell on the algorithm here on October 10th. You're not seeing significant support to buy it in that you're going to absolutely go up. See that cross down there on the MACD? It hasn't turned, but the RSI is at 32. So I think if you buy this one at 18 here, I think $18 is probably your target price, um, maybe 1820. Uh, let's look at the 52-week range. You know what? I'm going to show you guys. Um, I can actually change this to Active Trader Pro. And we're going to go into Active Trader Pro and look at live TQQQ. And I'm going to show you Active Trader Pro. I typically use a, um, a two-day chart and then I kind of zoom in from there. See how it's lost its support once that 830 uh, consumer price index came in? Uh, that's where we went down. And now if I zoom in here on Active Trader Pro on this chart, and Active Trader Pro is just a beast, a hog of a, uh, a program here on the max. And see the Bollinger Bands expanding? It's up at 1835. I think if you get it in this 18, 1823 to 1827, I think if you buy that one, I think you could hold on to it this week. Um, again, my guess is that we do fairly well with the Fed notes this afternoon. Um, I, I don't think there's anything that's going to come out of there that's going to shock it on the downward side. I think it could um, show some Fed members are, weren't, were overly hawkish um, and have come out and have been a little less hawkish now. So I think that, that, that could be an opportunity. And we will go back to um, Safari. Let me find Safari here. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, where is Apple Time Machine software update? Bank of America stock quote. There we go, and we're back on Safari, so I can switch between those two for YouTube Live. It doesn't make a difference for the the podcast audience, but I can. Uh, I have a note here about Berkshire, B R K K dot B. Um, Berkshire Hathaway, B R K dot B. 
BRK.BE. Um, this is one, if you look at Berkshire's holdings, uh, insurance companies, oil, um, transportation companies, Apple, this is one that is good for the long haul. And, and I do see, see this range here between probably 260 and about 300. I think you're in this range. And I think you're going to be in this range for a little while. Uh, I think that the floor of 260 is probably where this could go. Uh, but are you upset that you bought this at 266? Probably not. Um, we're going to look at B. Uh, it is 2% above its 52-week low. It's 26% below its 52-week high. Performance year-to-date is down 10%. That is significantly beating SPY. Um, significantly, almost half of what SPY is. More than half. Uh, you can see it's capitulating with a, a volume shelf uh, that's being built right around here. And if I go to a, let's go to a weekly. Um, see how it hasn't really pulled back? 240 is probably your floor on this. If we get to a 200 on this one, um, I, I'd be buying this all day long. That goes back to November 2020. Um, that, where, where it gapped up here. I don't exactly know what happened on that date. But you can see there's a clear volume shelf here. There's a volume shelf at 230 as well. Uh, well, let me pull this. I'm up. Pull this volume um, back here. 2021 is probably more relevant. You've got this floor that's being built. There's no real floor. You know, the, the support level is 244. I, I think that's where the reality of Berkshire B could go if it's down. But in a recession, I think this one trades in this range. And, and you've got a dividend. doesn't say what the dividend is. But I, I'm pretty sure Berkshire B play, pays a dividend. I think it's a good place to be. Um, podcast favorite MRNA, which is Moderna, uh, announced with Merck that they are developing a cancer vaccine, an MRNA cancer vaccine. Uh, it's up huge. See that gap? It's up at 140. It's trading at 120 earlier today. We had a buy in here at 120. 93 back on September 30th. Um, it's quickly getting to oversold. It's at 70 on the RSI. So I, I don't think that you buy this one today, but I think that it's going to creep back up to that 200 day at 145. And I think that's going to provide some, some resistance level. So is there an MRNA? Let me see. Uh, short stock. Um, I don't know if there's an MRNA short. Uh, yeah, I guess I can't. There's not an mRNA short, so you'd have to buy puts. Do what Jackson and other folks on 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 Instagram always do is when I think something's going to come down, just buy puts. Uh, I do think that you're going to come down back down to this 120 level once the the quote unquote hype gets out of this one. They've got earnings coming up on November second, so the the if you look at the insiders, and I'm going to expand this out. Uh, Look, nobody's nobody's buying. There's no insider buying. They're selling. Uh, Bansell on October 6th just sold $6 million worth. Uh, that's not a huge one. He's been selling uh, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in, in, in stock. 
There is absolutely no buying going in. There's awards, but there's no buying. So mRNA, in my mind, I think that, again, that's a signal that I, I do think it has opportunity, but I think it's trading opportunity. So uh, that's just, just my opinion. Um, I apologize, but somebody wanted me to look at CEI. I couldn't find the message. Um, I think it was on one of my YouTube videos. You guys wanted me to look at CEI. Um, I think you had gotten in at like uh, 80 cents or something or 18 cents. So here's CEI. And what I have to say about Camber Energy is this is a 100% retail hype play. Um, this has no reason to be even 18 cents or near a dollar. You can see it kind of trending down here as retail has kind of gotten out. Um, it's starting to pick back up with some volume levels there. You can see uh, on the up days, you can see like June 8th, it had a huge volume day. Um, here at June, July 19th, it had a huge volume day. The algorithm loses you 77%. Buying and holding this stop loses you <clears throat> 88%. Now your average win is 88% on this one. It's crazy. Uh, and that's because you've had some pops here. If I pull this back and you can see all of these uh, stocks, um, see that win from 40 cents up to what, $4? Your win, I think it was like a thousand percent or something like that. Um, I can't really see it, but when it got you out, um, let's say collapse, yeah, 188% right there. So that's the big win. But when you look at this, it's a downward trajectory, you know, pointing stock. There's no reason to get into this one. Um, I would say trade it if you're looking at it from a short term perspective. This is, you know, it just got you out with an 11% loss. You're at 17 cents. Um, let me move it back to Active Trader Pro so you guys can see. Um, we'll go back to Active Trader Pro. We'll look at a, a live look at it uh, just so you guys can see where I might trade from a live perspective. Um, CEI, see it's lost. See how these Bollinger Bands up here? kind of expand and then it trades out underneath that Bollinger Band. When that happens, get in. You can scalp it. Scalp it, you know, 16 to 17 cents. What's that? Um, let's see. What's one cent divided by 16 cents? Do, do, do. That is, uh, what's one divided by 16? This isn't great podcast. It's a 6% move for a one cent gain. But see how it did that? You know, two cent gain, 12% gain, three cent gain. You know, you see how, how that, that one works. Every time it trades here outside the Bollinger Band, takes a leg up. Trades outside the Bollinger Band, takes, takes a leg up. It's an easy way to scalp things. Um, when it's outside that Bollinger Band and, and you have a stock that's as volatile as this one, you can tend to, to trade and, and, and make some money that way. Um, let's look at Uvixi while we're looking at some of these. Um, Uvixi, see how it's lost it? The VIX. The VIX is at 33. Wants to come back into the 20s. Probably wants to go to the 40s based on you know us going into a recession. I haven't talked about Uvixi in a while. But that's where we're going. The, the averages have turned around. You can see that. Uh, kind of here. Well, you can't see that because I cut off the bottom. 
But um, yeah, let's go back to Trendspider. Um, so CEI trade it. Uh, I, I would not own that one from a long time. Uh, let's look at. Oh, did anybody anybody watching Twitter see that Elon put out a a, a fragrance? Um, burnt hair. Let's look. Um, because I I don't know if anybody bought it, but he announced. Um, let's go and look at Elon's. I'm gonna look at. Let me look up Elon. Elon, do, 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 Elon Musk. There we go. Uh, he announced that he sold 100,000 of these within like 10 minutes. It's $100. 100,000 at $100? It's a million dollars he made. Burnt hair. The finest fragrance on earth. Um, the guy's nuts. He's crazy. But I like it. You know, again, shows that he's an influencer. He can make some money. He can do whatever he needs. He's not going to fund his Twitter, uh, Twitter purchase that way. Uh, oh, and by the way, yeah, let's talk about Twitter. Should you get into Twitter? No. I got out at 52. Um, I continue to say that was the most brilliant call that Dan, uh, Dan Nathan has ever made. He got me out of that one. You can see the MACDs kind of coming down. Now, there is no reason to think that this one is trading on any type of technical, fundamental, there, it, this is simply going to trade on news uh, up until October 28th um, when they have to do a deal. My assumption is that Musk you know, does something to push it towards the court date. It's pretty clear if they can't get to a decision now when Musk has said, hey, I'm willing to pay 54.20 and they still can't come to a deal, uh, he's going to push this one to... Probably to that court date. I don't think he cares at this point. Um, so my my suggestion would be buy some puts. Um, that would be my suggestion. And speaking of Elon, uh, let's look at Tesla. Uh, I've told you guys, I think this one's going back down to 205. It is completely oversold. The RSI is at 19. That MACD has no sense of turning around right now. See that gap right there? This blue line has to come up to that yellow line. It's a significant, significant issue. Um, so I, I would not, um, would, absolutely would not look at this one and say, hey, um, there's an opportunity here. Because it, it, when it does turn around, uh, I think it's going to come back to that 250 level. The one you probably would want to look at right now, if you're engaged and you really want to look at something, uh, TSLQ is the one. This does not. This is a brand new stock, so it doesn't even have a 200-day, doesn't have any technicals, but you can see this one's gone from 37 to 52. Great, great trade. Um, that's the one that you've wanted uh, if you want to do a stock, if you didn't want to short Tesla, uh, which I would never short Tesla because so many people have gotten burned. But again, Tesla is down at 213. It's down 1% today. I would not get in. I do think that that 250 is a price target rather than a resistance level, which it was uh, earlier this month. But I, I do think that there, I'm getting back into it, but I'm not getting back into it until it makes sense. So um, 
that is what I wanted to look at. Snowflake, I talked about Snowflake. God, I said anything around 180 you should buy. And all of a sudden, the, the rug gets pulled out and it's at 150. I still say that. Do not buy this one right now. There's no reason to. See how it's trending down the RSI's at 30. You're going to get a bounce in this one. You'll go back towards the 180s. This gap here between 182 and 186, you're going to fill it at some point. I mean, it's just simple as that. Uh, so scans. Let's look at scans, and then I'll go to, I think there was a question on YouTube um, about uh, something, but I'll take a look at the, um, the chat on YouTube in a little bit. Coke, KO. I own this one. Uh, it's probably going up because of Pepsi's earnings, but Coke is up 1.98%. Um, if you wanted to start a position, 55 is not a bad place to start a position. Uh, we can look at KO versus Pepsi. KO's PE is 24. Uh, they have a 3.23% dividend, which is great. They are only 6% above their 52-week low. They're 17% below their 52-week high. Remember how I said... This is going to trade between probably 55, um, I'd say anywhere between 55 and 60 is where I would think that it would uh, kind of go back up to when it does. See that death cross, that blue line under the, the red line? That's where you can strictly see it lost all its support. Um, there's no volume levels that you can kind of see, but it did get a MACD cross up. Uh, their earnings are coming up on October 24th. So I do think that you can see it. Now, when we go and look at some of the fundamentals, KO versus PEP, Pepsi has a PE of 23. Uh, they have a 2.83% dividend yield. Um, they were 9% above their 52-week low. Uh, I think performance year-to-date, they're only down 6%. When you look at Coke, and this is why I'm telling you to, to buy Coke, Coke's down 7%. Um, they're 6% above their 52-week low. They do have a higher PE, but I, I do think they have a higher dividend. I think you could buy this one and trade this around this one. Uh, I also think you could buy and hold this one. I don't think there's a problem in buying and holding this one. Um, another scan that came up, and the only other one that I'm going to go over, Walmart. And I often say, hey, Walmart is... Uh, um, I, I like Target better than Walmart. Walmart's uh, purchase at 132.72. They're up at 134. Uh, I do think that this gap up here, this gap hasn't been completely filled at 138. So I don't. I, I think you still have a few dollars left in that gap. Walmart's the place where people go for groceries during a recession. You're not going to see this one trade below the 130. I don't think anytime soon, unless they announce, "Hey, we've got more inventory issues." But look at Walmart, um, which has a PE of 26 versus Target. Target's PE is 17. They're 13% above their 52-week low. Uh, I, I do, and they have a 2.8% dividend yield. So while Walmart crossed up, I think Target's going to continue to cross up. Um, they had a cross-up Target here um, back on September 29th. At 152, you're still in that trade. It's only at 155. So you're within that trading range. I'd probably rather buy Target than Walmart just because I do think that this is a $200 stock in a decent market. So I think you've got an opportunity there. 
uh, Dom, marijuana stocks with value, TLRY, along with others, had a pump due to Biden pardoning um, federal inmates for marijuana charges. Are you investing in medical marijuana? Dom on, on YouTube asked that one. Um, no. And, and Dom, I kind of went over this on marijuana before. I think marijuana stocks and, and Jesse, you know, Jesse and I both agree. Go down to your local dealer. Um, here's the thing about, about medical marijuana, I think works. Uh, medical marijuana, as far as a trade I'm talking about, medical mar- marijuana is something that I think you could trade, but I think those, what, what I'd rather see you do in medical space is get into a company like Merck. Uh, get into a company like Amgen, get into one of those uh, type of medical uh, companies, even UNH. I mean, shit, medical marijuana becomes um, something. UNH is going to you know, probably be a beneficiary of stuff like that too. You can see it's clearly, I, I still say under 500 by this one to 505 today, but it's putting in that, that kind of capitulation here between probably the, the, just about 500 and 520. They've got their earnings coming up. Uh, looks like ooh, tomorrow. Is it pre-market or post-market? Uh, let's look at this one. Uh, it is pre-market. So tomorrow before the market opens, UNH. I might buy UNH. Uh, they, on earnings, they, conti- they kill it usually. So it's usually, that's where you see this gap. Um, they could announce something crazy. Who knows? But um, Dom, I don't think that, that marijuana um, works overall. And, and the reason is the taxes. Um, I'm an edibles guy. Uh, I take edibles. I love edibles. I go, uh, you know, travel to different states. First thing I do when I get in Colorado, go and buy edibles. First thing I do when I go to Vegas, go and buy edibles. Um, I'm a fan of, 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 <laughs> of marijuana. I just don't think the taxing works. Because the, the illegal trade is so strong. Um, for instance, I think with an edible in Vegas, that was the last time I bought an edible there. I think it was like $30, $40 for a brownie. Um, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe it was even 50 I forget the actual price, but I remember looking. 50% of the cost was tax. Um, and, and so, you know, again, when you look at that, uh, a private guy, you know, if I live in, in Vegas, I'm not going to that pot shop and paying 50% in tax. I'm going to go to the local dealer and, and pay 50% less um, because the illegal trade is still so strong. And, and, and it's not like the, the um, dispensaries are putting pricing power on them. So I'd stay away from those. I mean, if you want me to look at Tilray, um, Tilray and Constellation, I think, are the, the two that I would, um, Constellation Brands, because they have um, Canopy. Uh, and, and that's where I think the, the drinks come in. But see, Tilray has just been a loser. Um, the algorithm loses you 50%, and buying and holding this thing loses you 15, 50%. So I, I just think that it, it's just a loser. 289 is where it's trading. 293 was there. You, you see it, it took that pop up to four. Could have made a lot of money. These, these are just hypes. Let's look at Canopy. Um, but, you know, again, I'll look at Constellation Brands because I think they own a huge portion of Canopy, um, if I'm not mistaken. But Canopy, you can see it popped. Then it came back down. That's what you're going to see until you get some type of, 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 of growth in these. 
And, and the problem is the margins continue to be just compressed down. Um, Constellation Brands, which also owns uh, uh, STZ is the symbol. This one owns a bunch of uh, one of the pot companies. And I, I think it's a good one, but you can see, uh, you know, as, as we get into recession area, you're just not seeing very, very good strength there. It, it is turning. Uh, I think you'll see a, a cross up here. I think it, this is one of those that's, I think, oversold. Um, you know, once it turns up, I'll, I'll add it to my list and we can watch it on the turn up. But I think that's that's your best bet. Uh, SOXS for my fellow edible dude, Jesse, uh, on YouTube Live. Uh, here's the, the, the only reason this one went up, and you've got it here at, um, uh, is because of Biden. Biden, Biden basically put the, the chip stocks on alert. Uh, they still have some inventory issues. You're in this trade at $70. It's at 75 right now. The danger on this one, Jesse, is that RSI is up at 70 And see how this MACD is kind of just button hooking at the top. Um, if for some reason there's some other type of, of announcement from the Biden administration, boom, this one's a good one. Um, but I, I think if I were in this one at 70, I'd wait for it to hit 77 and then probably pull the 10% out. Um, the gaps down here at 46 to 48 and 54 to 57, uh, with that huge volume shelf sitting here at 54, I just think that's too strong. Uh, it, it's going to get pulled down here and you're starting to see it kind of lose its, its, its way. Uh, with a red candle. It's going between a red candle and a green candle right now. I, I like the trade. I think it's gotten you 10%. I think today you'll hit that that 77. Um, but I think it's uh it's hard. Um yeah, Cameron, you're in you're in uh Canada. Weed is legal. Um yeah. He he here's what Cameron says about weed. Um uh, weed is legal, but illegal dealers are cheaper and they deliver. There's some market for the legal pot, but mostly from new users and it's, it's tourists. That's what it is. Um, and yeah, Jesse in Maine, um, 5.5% tax. Wow. It's not a bad tax. Honestly, that's a super low tax. Uh, I, I think my cousin gets her edibles from Maine. Um, there's a, a pretty good edible. Uh, on Instagram. I won't publicize it, but um, there's pretty good edible on Instagram. So I think that'll do it for the podcast. I'll hang out a little bit on um, on YouTube live with you guys, maybe trade some stuff live. Uh, I am happy to be back in Atlanta. I got a good night's sleep in my bed. Oh, when I, want, when I wanted to go over this one too. Uh, I, I totally missed this note. Boyle is finally making the turn. Um, you, you're in this at 5302. Uh, oh, and it's red again. Um, oh, it was up. It was up this morning, uh, but it hasn't gotten you out of this fifty-three dollar trade. You're at fifty dollars. Um, let's look at this MACD. See, the MACD is just floating along that strike line, while the RSI is just kind of hovering around the thirty. At some point, this pops up. I'm telling you, this gap up here at eighty-six, it's gonna move back up there. Um, I continue to say that now that doesn't mean I'm not, I'm buying this at 53. Um, it, it's covered this gap, um, uh, already, which was a gap here. It got the 53 on September 30th. I just 
don't see see those uh, lower volume as we as we moved along. That's what worries me. Now let's move back to Active Trader Pro, um, so we can look at Boyle to see if it's got any type of confirmation. Uh, does it trade outside the Bollinger Bands? Is there something that that we can see here? Um, yeah, see, it's lost all of its confirmation. It traded outside the Bollinger Band, but it didn't go. It didn't sustain it for a second candle. And these are one minute candles. Uh, let's look at a five minute candle. Uh, and this is what I talk about when I talk about trading uh, and using different time frames to look at this stuff. Oh man, and and just Active Trader Pro, it's just messing up. Uh, I can't do it. But you got that one minute candle. Um, let's look at CEI while we're in here, so I can show you guys uh, how it did lose. Yeah, see if you would have gotten in when it traded outside that Bollinger Band at about sixteen. Like I said, it moved to seventeen. See how it was out there for three candles. Um, buy it at 1685. Move up there. You've you've got all the confirmation in the world. Now the Bollinger Bands are uh, slowing down. You trade above that Bollinger Band. Second time above that Bollinger Band, I'd be looking to get out with my 17 cent, my one one cent gain. Uh, again, that's a six percent gain in what 10 minutes. It's great. CEI is one you trade. Uh, it, it is a, a favorite of the retail players. So I'm going to cut this one 48 minutes. I'm back to doing an hour, back to chatting way, way, way too much. Um, so have a great day. I will be back on tomorrow. We'll talk about those Fed minutes. Um, we'll talk about some of the cross-ups. I'm hoping we see a green day today. All of the averages are up slightly. I'm hoping we end that way. The selling pressure at the end of the day has been high. Um, and if I do trade, maybe I'll go on live later today. Um, if I'm, I, I, I stepped on the scale this morning and my, my ass needs to lose some weight. So take care you guys have fun.